Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning, Game Changers. It's Wednesday, um, December 30th. Um, and I'm opening up on my own today, which is unusual. Um, but I am so glad that you took the time out this morning to join us. Um, this week we've been talking about zero to hero. And um, I picked up different things, but here's the, the most amazing part of it. Behind every good hero, there is someone behind them. So let's name them. Um, Batman and Robin. Tonto and the Lone, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Um, let's see. Name a couple other ones. I was going to say the zero to hero behind Batman was Alfred. <laughs> True. Alfred was Alfred was the one True. That, that nobody that he never got the recognition. That's a good point. Lois Lane was behind Superman. Yeah, girl power. <laughs> I knew that would excite you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about girl power. Um, behind every good man. Facts is an amazing <laughs> woman. Just saying, but um, no, not to make light of it. Um, it's a good, been a good week. Um, I, I've enjoyed it. It's interesting as we're wrapping up um, 2021. I'm feeling 2022. At 46, I'm feeling 22. <laughs> now you know why I don't open this up on my own. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come Di- on, somebody. Diana just made a Taylor Swift reference in regards to a brand new year. Yes, I am. I'm a Taylor Swift fan, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I love the beats of her music and the tone. I don't always care about the words, but something about them <laughs> get me going. Hey, babe. Oh, oh Villa's late. No, That's keep, why. You... Now you know the truth. Why I opened up. Someone's getting... Someone's getting their own coffee this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. Keep talking about Taylor Swift. I, that was, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, that was that was really good. Interesting. Uh, anyway, um, I've loved the comments um, we heard back yesterday about different people's superheroes. Um, mine is definitely Wonder Woman. Obviously, we know David's was Papa Smurf. Here's an interesting one. Who's your favorite sidekick? <clears throat> hmm. It's good. I'll have, have to, to think, think about, about that, that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to see Your favorite Ryan. sidekick better be Diana Villa. Yeah. Villa. Diana. Not David's wife. Diana Villa. That's right. My wife does not drink before uh, the podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She doesn't drink at all. I don't, I don't drink at all. No, you, you this know, is you drink joy. all you drink substance joy. You drink free. The- <laughs> she just hasn't had coffee yet. It's not coffee yet. But I've done an intense workout before I ever got that's here. Right. She did go to the gym at like 4 o'clock this morning. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah. So uh, I love SpongeBob. So we're, we'll think about that. Your favorite sidekick. Think about your favorite unsung hero. Maybe you have somebody had mentioned a couple of days ago. Um, somebody, multiple people mentioned different uh, stories in the Bible where there were maybe some unsung heroes. Maybe you know, uh, there's tons. Uh, matter of fact, there's when studying this, there were 10 or 11 that we didn't even get to um, because there were only five days. So maybe you have someone else that you that's inspired you in the Bible. I know that um, Dumasani, I think it was, I'm not, I, I started with a B, B Elsa or something like that. He said something about a couple of days ago. But um, today we're going to talk about 
a little boy. And that's the title, a little boy. And, you know, this is the one, the, one of the reasons I want to go this direction is because we, we spent a lot of time talking about this story <clears throat> um, earlier this year in Faith Factor and God Math. We talked a lot about the feeding of the 5,000, but I want to, I want to focus a little bit on another nameless character. He was just called a little boy. <laughs> you know, he was just called a little boy. And um, the Bible specifically mentions that he was a little boy and he must have come to hear Jesus. I mean, that's what was going on, right? Jesus was during this time was traveling across the countryside, you know, and he was, you know, evangelistically, you know, speaking and ministering and people were coming, crowds were growing. So if you can imagine the backstory, we don't know for sure, but we, but we know that the way, because they didn't have social media, they didn't have television, they didn't have ways to broadcast it. The word got around because how many times in scripture did do we see like, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, it says she heard about Jesus, the man that was lowered through the um, the, the roof when they took the tiles off, that he, the, the fame of Jesus and how he was a healer went around. And so over and over. So this little boy must have heard about Jesus and, you know, asked his mom, hey, can I get a ticket to the concert, right? Can I go? <clears throat> so he's coming to hear Jesus. And I, I really believe, you know, Jesus does everything deliberately. God sets up. God doesn't, God doesn't get surprised by anything. He doesn't do anything unless it's, I believe, intentional. And I believe that he intentionally, there's a backstory to this that we're going to find out one day. So I don't know what that is. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too far down that road, but he, he came to hear Jesus. And so his, he knew the stories of Jesus. He knew the he the fame of Jesus had had probably maybe that was his hero. You ever thought about the fact that Jesus was his hero? Jesus was somebody, you know, I'm gonna go hear this as a little boy. I'm gonna see this man that I've heard all these amazing things about. And wow, that would be amazing, you know, to be like him. And and Jesus knowing this. You know, and then also his mom, you know, just like any other mom, my wife would do this. My wife for years, you packed, I mean, just last week, my oldest daughter um, celebrated her birthday and my wife, we were like, hey, where do you want to go? We're like, we'll take you out and the whole family. And you know what she chose? What did she choose? She chose mama's homemade sandwiches. <laughs> mama's homemade sandwiches. Doritos and a funfetti cake. That's what she wanted. So good. She did not want even a cake that was bought. Like my youngest daughter, you know, she's a little high maintenance. She's like, oh, you know, I want to like a cake from, you know, from the bakery in California that the, you know, that the Kardashians eat at, you know, can you ship that in? Can you ship a cheesecake from juniors up in New York? You know, all this kind of stuff. My oldest daughter just wanted a funfetti cake that Diana made with a mix that she did when she was a kid and she wanted her sandwiches. And so any mom would have made lunch for their kid. So this is a kid that heard about Jesus. And in John six, the same chapter where Jesus miraculously, by the way, feeds 5,000, there were 5,000 full-grown men present at the same place where this little boy was. And there was an emergency going on. And, you know, people were hungry. The disciples had no solution to this problem, right? And this little boy, that's what they called him, right? That's his name. That's his name in the story. Without any question or clarification, gives away his five loaves and two fish in the hands of Jesus. The adults that were there were stronger they had more experience, and they may even have had more to offer. 
But, you know, I don't think that these men were looking out for anything other than the needs of their flesh. They were hungry, right? They were like, hey, what can you give me? What can you feed me? And so this little boy, we're going to keep calling him that because that's the unsung hero, right? He became the key to the miracle of the feeding of 5,000 because he was looking for something bigger. Again, perhaps Jesus was his hero. Perhaps that he was there because, you know, I want to take it to this, to this, to this man's event. Mom, I want to, this is where I want to go. This is what I want for Christmas. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. What I heard in that story is, as you're going through it in the Cliff Notes version, is that this mom packed an insignificant, what she felt was an insignificant lunch. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to that is I could speak, when David talked about the story about the sandwich, what I didn't realize was so just part of my duty of being a mom was packing my kids. They went to a school and they didn't always have cafeterias and my kids were picky about food. So even when they had lunch rooms, they didn't always want the food that they had. So my children literally ate the same lunch every day until they graduated high school. I mean, every once in a while, there'd be a few like variations, like if it was Pizza Friday or Chick-fil-A Wednesday, whatever. But for the most part, and it seems so insignificant to me, but was so special about when she said that's what she wanted, whether I vocalized it in this way or not, it was like what I felt like was my duty as a mom and insignificant really was significant significant enough that that's what she requested. And so this mom and what she said, which God is intentional, took an insignificant packing of her lunch as a duty of the mom, getting her ready, not really realizing that that little insignificant um, act of kindness and supplying and love would ultimately, God would take that and feed the multitude. That's amazing. What was insignificant became significant at that point. Yeah, that's good. And that's inserting God. And, I, and then another thing, it's kind of silly, but when you were just talking about superheroes like that, I was thinking when you said that he, maybe Jesus was his hero, I immediately thought of the old song from VeggieTales, God is bigger than the boogeyman. He is. He's bigger. <laughs> He's the ultimate hero. He is. 100%. And so what better, who better to look up to? Yeah. You know, who better to look up to? And, you know, again, this is this is kind of, you know, this is, we don't know. Exactly. But, you know, the the kid had to know, if the kid was there, he had to know who Jesus was. He had to have heard about him because that's how the crowds grew. And if he heard about him, he heard about the exploits, the miracles, the things that Jesus did. And if he heard about those things, just like anybody, you and I, you would want to see them. You'd want, you'd be like, man, I I hope, you know, he does something miraculously. I want to see the hand of God move, you know, when I'm there today. I hope that something powerful happens when I'm there. Little did he know that he would be the key. This, this this little boy, so not only was he an unsung hero to the point where they didn't name him, you know, he was he was amongst 5,000 grown men. He was in the middle of probably what everyone there would have looked at as the least among them. Like, oh, there's just a little kid there. There's just this little boy. And he became the key to feeding 5,000 because he was looking for something bigger. And Jesus has a way. This is where G- Jesus has a way of pulling out the unsung hero and, and, and promoting the unsung hero, blessing the unsung hero because he, he finds them. Remember the lady who gave all that she had that we talked about yesterday, Jesus was watching, you know, everyone else was watching the people that were given the large amounts, you know, but Jesus was watching the one who gave everything she had in the same here. I believe that Jesus was watching. There were 5,000 men, possibly more with women and children. And so this kid was one of the among, among to, to, to the society and crowd. He was one of the least important, the least significant. But Jesus 
watched and saw and, and pulled him out of a crowd, so to speak, to, to, to allow him to be the key, you know, to the miracle that would take care of everyone else. And so you, you may think of yourself, can I just bring this into to, to terms where we live, right? You may think of yourself small, insignificant in others' eyes, but when, and this is the key word, the operative word is when, when you offer yourself to Jesus, you become a key to something big. I'm going to say that again. When you offer yourself to Jesus, you become a key to something bigger than you. And I love that the boy teaches me to offer all that I have, right? All that I have. And so this boy could possibly not be alone. He would he could have been there with some of his family members. I don't know. Diana, you know, whenever she cooks something, you know, she always removes a piece of it, share of it for me, you know, then, then, then kind of does that. Like when you do, we're, we're, she's making breakfast, sometimes we'll make breakfast on Saturday or she does, you know, she'll make it and then she'll go, here, here's yours. And then she'll hand it. And then she, the way she does it, she offers the rest to others. And it's got me thinking if she had the loaves and fish, she would have probably first thought about her family because she didn't know that Jesus was going to do this and she wanted to make sure her kids were. So she may have thought of her family first and kept a large part of the share for them before handing over to the disciples. I don't know. However, this boy didn't keep anything to himself. Think about this. He didn't keep anything to himself. He offered all of the little that he had. And that's that's powerful. I think um, <clears throat> what I, I wrote down while you were saying that is, you know, Jesus took just a face in a crowd. And sometimes we feel like a face in a crowd, just a, you know, going through the mundane, a little face in the crowd, insignificant, right? And he caused that face in the crowd to be a conduit to the miracle of God, to the miracle of feeding of 5,000 with just the little bit, which is interesting. And the reason why I use the word conduit, at first you said use them to, to supply the needs. Well, he really wasn't the supplier, right? Yeah. So, and we got to keep that in perspective because sometimes we can do great things in the name of the Lord, but we got to always keep in perspective that we're just a conduit. Mm -hmm. We're just something that if we allow the Lord to pass it through, we allow God to pass through, you know, maybe it's a financial, maybe it's just a kind words. Maybe it's, we allow God to pass through, you know, um, encouragement. I'm just, I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. Um, you know, but we allow ourselves the goodness, grace, forgiveness, love, mercy. So, you know, we have to be a conduit. So I think the real heroes, I think if we go back through is through the, the two, the, the, um, Jonathan's armor bearer, the widow and this young boy, they were just a conduit. What made them a hero is that they recognized that they were a conduit to whatever that, meeting that need or, or being that, you know, doing what they needed to do. They were just a conduit of, of, of the Lord. They, well, they were, yeah, that's good. A that's a great point. They were, they were available. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, it's really, it, I want to kind of, let's talk about this. Let's break it open a little more about what Diana's saying, because it's really important. What you have, you're not the supplier. What you have isn't enough without God. So this little boy couldn't have come to that area on another day when Jesus wasn't there who, you know, or the presence of God, or that'd be the same thing as you and I doing it on our own, can't show up with, with a fish combo and, and feed 5,000 people. Again, greater things will we do. So with faith in Jesus Obviously today anything's possible, but that's also also because he's a supplier. So what I'm what I'm saying is, without Jesus, the kid couldn't have done this. What he had wasn't enough. So so the the miracle worker was Jesus, right? The person who multiplied it was Jesus. The one who's going to multiply it 
is always Jesus, right? You you sow the seed, you water it. God, what brings the increase? So he's the increase giver. Same thing with the widow's might. What she gave could not in the natural have ever funded, built the, the, the building, funded the kingdom, you know, in a way that was significant. It wasn't enough. She didn't have the resource on her own. You know, the, the armor bearer, Jonathan's armor bearer, he by himself, him and Jonathan without God, you know, he, he looked around. He didn't have the resource. He could not fight that army on his own. He could not defeat those people. And so Diana made a great point that we need to really recognize and we need to put that into our lives and put it into perspective of who we are, what we're facing and what we are going through and what we are challenged with and what we experience every day, what we walk in, the arena that we live in, the life that we live, the family that we serve, the job that we serve, the, the church that we serve, right? The, the community that we serve, this, this nation, this world. And so put that into perspective. You don't have enough. And that takes, if you think about it, it takes the pressure off of you. Was Think about this in the story. Was the pressure on the unsung hero, the little boy, or was the pressure on Jesus? The pressure was on Jesus. I mean, if you if 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 he felt pressure at all. I don't. But certainly the boy didn't have any pressure. All the boy was, all the boy had is faith. The boy just said, I'm gonna give what I have. And, and you know what? Maybe you can do something with it. You can certainly do more with it than I can. And I want us to get that, you know, what do you have? You look at yourself and you go, well, I'm not the best in the room. I'm not the, I'm, I'm not, the, I'm not the one that's, that's, I'm not number one. I'm not the, I'm not the person who, you know, that, that sings the best, that talks the best, that does this or does, that. I'm not, that's not me. But what do you have to offer? You know, your obedience. Obedience, which is what really the kid had, your faith, your willingness to give, your willingness to invest, your willingness to mentor, your willingness to participate, your willingness to try is what's required. I think that's right heart. And then another thing I'm thinking about <clears throat> is he didn't stand up, or at least it doesn't record it in the scripture, that he stood up and boasted about what he brought to the table he recognized that what he had was insignificant, that it took a big a God to be able to multiply it. So how many of us have done something in the name of the Lord and then boasted about how great we were doing it? This little boy, it's never mentioned that he, yeah, man, I brought the basket of, of fish and loaves, right? How in our arrogance and in our pride, we'll rise up and take credit for something that doesn't belong to us. So I think that's another thing about a hero. I would have I would have had Jesus autograph the basket so I can hang it on the wall and be like, see, that's the basket right there. Y'all see that? Like Jesus signed it and right there's the basket that fed the 5,000. I mean, yeah, you're right. He didn't do that, right? I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have, been like, in, I would have backed off. You're right. You probably would have done that. I would have definitely done that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having that? That hanging on your shelf. I mean, like, you know, this is that's the basket right there. You see, this that's Jesus. Jay just carved a signature in JC right there. He carved it in. But I think that's, that's an original. A, that's probably putting things in perspective of recognizing we need something greater than us, recognizing that we're the conduit, and then also allowing uh, credit to remain where it belongs to a holy and righteous and faithful, miracle working God. And, you know, we're just vessels and recognizing, you know, without him, we're nothing. Um, I love the point that says uh, how God, it's amazing how God multiplies what we sacrifice to him in love. 
And um, I'm a. Yes. Do you want? I just. They all saw it. Yeah, they all saw me pull did. toward you. You know, stop. Um, I know, but it distracted me. Um, we can hear you now, though. <laughs> it's amazing. You said you were reading the comment. Go ahead. Um, you know, he takes it. What we sacrifice, what we give as a sacrifice, he creates a miracle. Out of our sacrifice, he creates miracles for others sometimes. And so I think that's really amazing that what we think is, again, insignificant becomes significant with God and mm. our obedience. Yeah. Doing it with the right heart and motive. Yeah. Zero to hero. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because if you read the passages, sometimes we get, you know, we, we hear the story and when you read it, it's written as, as it happened. But then when you, you, I got originally heard this story when I was a kid, you know, a million times, right? And this is a Sunday school story. And then you hear it and then you get a picture in your mind. And then that picture in your mind is something that comes up every time it's preached on or talked about. It's kind of like, you know, and so you, and, and, and you get the gist of it. It's like watching the movie, but you, if you're care, if you're not careful, the difference sometimes in movies and books would be that you miss lines, you know, in movies they, or, or they say a line and you, you see it and you hear the emphasis, but sometimes you miss some of the really good lines and some of the things in the Bible that are pointed out that in studying this part of it, this, this side of it, uh, you know, we saw a few weeks ago again, did God math and so forth, but studying the side of it when the boy was brought to Jesus by Andrew. So Andrew brought him to Jesus. Not only was the kid not boasting about it, I mean, like he just like got the attention of a disciple. He didn't go up to Jesus with it. He's like, hey, man, I got, I got this. And then Andrew brought the boy to Jesus, you know? And, and here's the thing. No one even asked for his name. And even after the people ate, even after they were satisfied, you know, I don't think the disciples made an effort to even find the boy ask for his name, right? Thank him. Who knows? I don't know. It doesn't really say that. So however, this boy's radical giving is preached everywhere. Think about this. The unsung hero, how many times have you heard the message on Jonathan and his armor bearer? I've preached the message multiple times. How many times have you heard? Because it's not just Jonathan, it's Jonathan and his armor bearer. There's other messages on Jonathan when his armor bearer is not around in the word or there in scripture talking about it. But that particular passage, you preach it, it's Jonathan and his armor bearer. And you talk about the two together. When you talk about how many times have you heard, you know, how many times have you heard maybe during an offering, uh, you know, um, ex exhortation or a, a, a series on giving or generosity or, or extreme faith? How many times have you heard the story on what the widow gave and how, how she, she touched God? You know, how many times have you heard the story of the feeding of the 5,000? And then there was this boy that brought his lunch. So this, his radical giving is preached everywhere, all over the world. Millions upon millions of times, this is story has been told. And so he is, he's the, he's, he might be the guy that get, didn't get his name in the book, but he's, but he's being, he's being preached about everywhere. He's a hero, right? He's a hero of faith. And I believe, I believe as we're going through heaven when we get in, you know, it's like we went to uh, Disney a few weeks ago for my, for our uh, granddaughter's second birthday. 
and she loves Mickey Mouse. And so she was like, you know, everywhere we're like, Mickey Mouse is going to be here. And she's like looking and she's everywhere. And like they're standing there waiting for Mickey Mouse to come. I mean, I found myself like, I've watched so much Mickey Mouse the last, the last couple of years. I'm like, found myself going, oh, there's Mickey Mouse. You know, hey, Mickey Mouse. You know, like, <laughs> like in other words, I think when we get to heaven, you know, obviously we're all going to want to see Jesus. In there. I, I think that as you walk through, like there's going to be like this, you know, better than Disney kind of thing where you walk through and you say, and then all of a sudden somebody's like, Hey, there's the little boy. We're going to know. It said, you're going to know them by name. There's a little boy, whatever his name is. That's, that's, that's the kid that brought the, the, the loaves and fish. You know what I mean? He's going to, I think that he'll be somebody that we'll meet obviously. You know, I think Dumasani wrote heroes are prepared to give. And I think when I read that, this is what I thought heroes are prepared to give, serve and love without the expectation mm. of recognition. That's good. I was actually going to say heroes are prepared to sacrifice. Mm. They throw themselves in harm's way. Yep. They don't ask questions. They just go, right? And so it's, can we just remember this today as we, we go into day four tomorrow and who's going to be our hero tomorrow? I think it's going to get better. Can we remember, scroll up a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> can we remember it's not, a name and it's not a title right it's the way we live and surrender to god that's what's going to be remembered long after we're gone so a couple of things to give you that we can apply right let's let's give you a couple of nuggets that we can apply today after all that you have right to jesus no matter how offer 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 all that you have to jesus no matter how big or small it may seem number one give everything you got if you don't have anything that you feel as significant that you would brag about post about that doesn't matter give everything you have to him that's number one number two it's, it's not in our name and title, right? It's the way we live. It's the way we surrender to God. And that's what's going to be remembered. And those are two things you can take away from it. You live, live with total surrender to him. Amen. And then offer everything you have. Give, serve, love without expectations. Mm. That's good. I feel like that's a new poster for the IPD office. It's good. You heard it right here, guys. <laughs> Amen. Right here. Go ahead, Mike. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Ashton and Diana on Girl Power Thursday. So make sure you guys tune in as we go into day four of Zero to Hero. If you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning at 8.30 a.m. that you can opt into for free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To everybody that's with us live on Facebook and YouTube, we always appreciate you guys being here. But for any if for any odd reason you cannot make it to the live streams, you can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live. Hit the subscribe button and then hit the bell on our page so that you get notified because we upload the replays of these episodes every single day. If you prefer, we also have the audio version of these podcasts available on every major podcasting platform out there. The biggest one that we are on is Apple Podcasts, but whichever one you use, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're listening or watching this episode on replay, you can always catch us live when we do these episodes on Facebook and YouTube live. Just search Game Changer Podcast on either platform and we will show up in your feed. As we go into 2022, everybody is planning and getting ready for the new year, making plans, making their goals, setting all their expectations for the year. But if you would like, there is a brand new Bible plan that we put out called Blueprint. It's a five-day reading plan on YouVersion in the Bible app, and it's the perfect thing to read right as we go into the new year. 
So make sure that you guys go on to your Bible app, search David Villa or search Blueprint, look for the reading plan, and then subscribe to it, read through it, and let us know what you guys think. We also have a podcast series on our YouTube channel that we went into a couple weeks ago that you can check out as well, and you can double dip on that. But thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.